catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Ramadan is the ninth month of the Islamic calendar observed by Muslims worldwide. Uh, it's a month of fasting, prayer, reflection, charitable deeds, and community. From apps which help track prayer and fasting time to cashless payment methods for Zakat al-Fitri, that's uh, the alms given, Muslims are making the most of technology and tech tools in this holy month of Ramadan. I'll be speaking with the head ICT and Media Communications Nigeria Sugar Institute, Ilonri, Nigeria, Hashim Ibrahim Bolaji, and a media enthusiast, Fayida Ayobami Oile. And they'll be sharing how Muslims are turning to tech to help them make the most of the holy month of Ramadan. Welcome, guys. How are you doing today? We will start with ladies first, I think. Ladies first, yeah. How are you doing today, Fayida? I'm fine, thank you fine thank you beautiful and also hashim how are you doing today i'm doing wonderfully well ramadan mubarak to everyone same here like how, how am i supposed to respond to that when you say ramadan mubarak you just said the same thing ramadan mubarak oh beautiful okay ramadan mubarak okay let, let's start with basic understanding for especially from um, non-muslims what are the tenets the spiritual gains, the essence and importance of the holy month of Ramadan. Faida and then Hashim. Um, Ramadan is, as you have said earlier, it's the ninth month of um, the Islamic calendar and it is an holy month, it's sacred. It's the month where Allah has said we should fast as he has prescribed for those before us. And beyond fasting or while fasting, we have to do so many other things or not so many other things to complement it and earn lots of reward. For example, if um, Salah is a basic of being a Muslim, that's observing the five daily prayer. So and let's um, the rewards for it on a normal day becomes multiplied by 10 when it is Ramadan. And Ramadan is one of the is the month rather that um, the Quran was revealed. So the importance of quran is learned explored during this month the more same as making duas as prayer supplications like it's believed strongly that um, during the month of ramadan no prayers made no no supplication made um would be left unanswered so it, it encompasses a whole lot of things beyond the fasting from from dawn till sunset Hmm. Okay, beautiful. Thank you very much, Faida. Hashim, do you want to add to that? Yeah, so uh, basically, as she has explained, those are the exact reasons, you know, why we fast. So a lot of people would ask us questions around why exactly are you fasting? So, uh, so it's not like we just picked that day by ourselves. It's an injunction from Allah that says if you want to be regarded as a Muslim, that would now tick the boxes of those that Allah would... Um, look through with bountiful rewards on the day of judgment, then you key into everything Allah has said we should do. You know, you, you listen to it and then you follow it to the latter. So one of those things is fasting in the month of Ramadan. That's how you are able to identify yourself as a Muslim. And we don't discriminate at this point and say, oh, we don't used to see this person in the masjid. And then today, during the month of Ramadan, we are seeing him. You don't do that. It might be that will be the day the person will start becoming a better Muslim and all that. So 
apart from um, the whole ibadah, that's the whole good deeds that we try to do during this particular month. There are other things attached to it in the, size, in, in the sense that it, it gives us a kind of spiritual awakening. The, the goal of it is that we want Allah wants us to feel the same way that those that are you know downtrodden feel, so that when they come to seek for our mercies, we understand how they are feeling, we understand the pain and hunger they have been going through, so that we can now help them you know achieve a better status in the community. And this goes through everything we do during the month of Ramadan to seek for Allah's rewards, Allah's blessings. So this month is a sacred and special month for us as Muslims. And that is where you see that when it comes to that month, we celebrate it. We are always making it obvious that we are going through fasting. And afterwards, we celebrate it with Eid, a Salah, in a way that um, should make everybody celebrate and congratulate themselves for passing through either 29 or 30 days of spiritual reawakening mm, this is really important uh, and there's some do's and don'ts that you know both of you just talked about um are there more do's and don'ts are there like some um, like top 10 or top five do's and don'ts um during um the holy month of ramadan that's uh, staying with you hashim yeah okay so yes there are do's and don'ts in the month of ramadan but in in essence Everything that you have been, that you know as a Muslim, that you should not do even before the month of Ramadan. The same thing you should not do in the month of Ramadan. But because of the the, the uniqueness of that month, which includes the fact that we fast for 30 straight days or 29 straight days, so everything you're not supposed to do whilst you're fasting, which is far, far more different from a normal day for you, which means you don't eat. So it's not about just not eating alone, you know. So you're not eating. You're not looking at obscene things. You're not going to places where you know that your fasting can be deteriorated. You're not um, using your time, wasting your time away during the days of the Ram- of, of Ramadan. So you're using that time to either read the Quran, listen to tafsir, listen to lectures, or you are moving toward the, towards the night. So those are the do's that you should do. You move towards the night, you wake up for... For in the middle of the night, apart from eating the pre-dawn meal, you also wake up to seek for Allah's mercies and Allah's blessings. So the don'ts are basically things that you know as a Muslim that this is against my religion. But because it's now in the month of Ramadan, there are other don'ts that includes don't eat, um, don't uh, look at obscene things, don't listen to obscene things, don't go to places where you know that your your, your fast can be you know perforated or something, and then. At the long run, at the end, long um, tail end of it, most of the do's are rewardable, whilst most of the don'ts might necessarily mean that you have to either repay your fast or you have to either um, pay it back after the your Ramadan according to the injunctions of whatever um, don't that you might have done during the month of Ramadan. Mm, very interesting. And a close friend of mine told me that the last 10 days are really significant and we're in that last few days um, to the end of the Ramadan. How important are these last few days of the holy month of Ramadan? Uh, that's still with you, Hashim. Okay, so the last 10 days are essentially... Uh, the best night so it's not about the days it's about the nights of those days so the last 10 nights of the month of ramadan are the best of nights for us they are the essentially allah said that the quran was revealed in one of those nights reviewed in its total package from allah in one of those nights so he, he urged us 
So always seek for one for that particular night during the last ten nights of Ramadan. And during that time, we have what people go to do. They go to for a seclusion in a masjid, which is called Al-Tikaf. People go for a seclusion. You know, the goal there is also to get to search for that particular night so that when they get here, they're able to pray, they're able to seek for forgiveness, seek for Allah's mercies and guidance and pray for every other thing they want during that particular um, night. But all the nights are essential because we don't know which one it is. You know, so everybody is urged to pray throughout all the nights. And now we are about, today, Ramadan is 26th. And so we are like um, in the depth of it. We don't even know which particular one it is, but I'm sure that a lot of Muslims will have been um, tracking those particular days from the day it started, from the 19th day, 19th night, um, up to here that we have um, today. In the hope that they are able to get through, I'm able to, you know, pray to Allah to accept their prayers in that particular particular night. Mm, okay, thank you. Um, Faida, we have in these times a lot of noise, a lot of a, a lot of things begging, you know, for our attention and it seems like we are knee deep into like the world, everything that has the world. What can we do to ensure that, you know, our daily routines, how busy we are, we can still you know, take some time out for reflection and do the good works that we need to do to earn the rewards of this period. Okay, first off is zikir. That's Askar, like saying subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, like repeatedly, keeping our tongue moist with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending praises to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because if peradventure you're busy doing something, like while your hands are busy, or your legs is busy, if you are keeping your tongue moist with the members of Allah, you'll be earning rewards and en mass. And second is reading the Quran, because Ramadan itself is a month of Quran. So when you are reciting the Quran, you are learning the Quran that or memorizing it and teaching or teaching it, you are getting much more rewards during this month as it's the month of the Quran. So aside that, just as Parashim has said earlier, that which when we limit what the things that we watch, like we expose our eyes to and ears to. So when you listen to tafsir, attend lectures, listen to tafsir of the Quran, or even um, lifestyle lectures that Islamic based, you would earn rewards too. So or when you watch um, documentaries that are about probably serial or serial like history of the past, like uh, um, the prophets, the Sahabas. The people of the prophet, the people that were with the prophet, people afterwards, and all of that. When you listen to their history, their stories, all of those things, and we pick lessons that we implement and inculcate in our own lives, then it like keeps our life coordinated, and we um and eventually like we we'll earn rewards at the same time. So basically, that's that's like the things that we can do to um maximize our time in the month of Ramadan. Aside that is giving charity. Like it's it's Ramadan itself is like with the fasting and charity. So like it's it's charity is a very, very strong hold during this month. So that is basically mm-hmm. okay. Uh, and still with you Faida based on what has happened you know in nigeria what happened in the month of march and i think the month the month just before that and immediately after that looking at that you know the cash crunch and how it was really difficult to get cash are there 
some like how have how have we dealt with it and how would you advise you know um you know muslims to also deal with it based on use of uh, maybe cashless payment methods and maybe i i don't know like how have you been able to work around it and how would you advise you know muslims um, to also work around it for me how i was able to work around it is limiting probably my expenses or and limiting my movement that was how i was able to deal with it mm-hmm. but for other muslims probably those that are in business to sign um those that are trading those that are buying and selling and all of that one of the menace we have now is loss of integrity like people are not being sincere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they either like the issues of fake or false halats and that, that like, a lot of people like some people lost their money in the process they were able to get their monies back and all because they were trying to find cash and stuff. So, but one basic thing, even as Muslims, is when we should be truthful whatever we are doing and we should be very sincere. So if you are going to buy something or you are getting something or you're having to make a transaction, be as sincere as possible. Aside the fact that, okay, there are network challenges, but when you when you want to pay, like that you have the money to pay, like you pay, if there are network issues, definitely you can get resolved eventually. But when there is no sincerity, somebody loses at the end of the day, and then it becomes a debt upon you, which you eventually pay. So what I would just say or advise to Muslims on the cash issue is sincerity. Like when you are, you are making a transaction, make sure you are making the exact transaction. Don't like use the opportunity of the situation to take advantage of other people. Mm, yeah, thank you very much. Now, Faida's still with you. When I was on Twitter, I think just before, I think the first few days, you know, of the holy month of Ramadan, you know, someone after, you know, in response to someone else posting some, something, yeah, the person said, oh, wow, I, I think I would have to stay out of Twitter until we are done with the period of Ramadan. And I want to just ask, would you encourage, you know, like, you know, Muslims to like, detach themselves from tech seeing that you know there's actually that fear that we're you know we have our phones almost every time we're almost like a hundred percent on social media you know and all of that or so how do you want or advise muslims to approach the use of tech and tech tools in especially in this period of ramadan one basic thing is that Allah, whatever you're doing Allah is watching you i like seeing you so another part of it is you have to watch what you're doing tech itself is not the harm but like maybe some people on it or some people using it or the way people use it rather so for example twitter is a place that is believed to be savage like and a whole lot of basketballs goes on it Mm -hmm. and ordinarily we are encouraged not to like put others down we are encouraging not to believe to other people's self-esteem. We are encouraging not to do all of those things. And some people find it like the keypad warriors. They find it very easy to just keep dro- dropping bans and trolls during on a normal day. So, but so for example, that your friend that said I would lo- love to stay away from Twitter is either the person is trying to wo- walk away from not being a part of that because that will limit the rewards or the efficiency of. The, the person's fasting or any other reasons aside that just the way Ember Ashima said earlier like the exposure to obscene things either listening or by watching so but at the end of the day it's not like you stay away from tech itself rather you would watch the things that you're doing on it for example on YouTube there are very various contents yeah Islamic content too that you can watch 
and learn from that would help you just like during this ramadan now we have various channels that are dropping back-to-back -back content for ramadan for example is um the journal series by yekin institute fajir's breeze has a, a, a um series for he has not forsaken you there was another yekin institute content that's grantati for 30 series jana institutes builders of a nation like by haifa units units yeah right and like that just like same as instagram you'd see there are pages there that are like showing things that that, that projecting things that are probably obscene or that can limit the efficiency of your fasting so but if you rather go through uh, or follow and um, those pages that would help boost your iman that's better for you like on instagram now you see reflect to repent at face over Vietnam and um, at stormy calm like those those um, pages they, are, they were posting things that would enable your iman to grow that you learn from that you earn rewards from throughout the month of ramadan like so far like since ramadan has begun just like uh, cultural uh, islamic arts if you find it not easy reading the people that are dropping there were um pages that were dropping like animations instead or just graphics and all of that like that same as if you're a food lover for example if you're following probably food blogs and all that but then you know that probably the recipe is haram there are other or has haram content in it there are other pages that had kitchen diaries that are completely halal those are the things that you would rather go through during the month of ramadan so it's just it's just like that same as maybe you are so busy and you might not be able to at least sit down or attend a lecture or maybe you have questions and maybe you do not have exact access to an imam that you can ask questions on telegram there's askar ai that any question you ask the askar ai will give you the response to it the quranic verses those topics extensively same as there's a platform on telegram sister circle you know just as on part um, on telegram there are pages that discusses things that are trivial that will lessen the efficiency of your fasting same as those are there are other pl platforms too that you learn and elevate your iman from so whichever the app it is even from whatsapp status are, you know the people that will post things that are obscene on their status or things that that are trivial that will not help in any way so you either mute them or avoid their status completely go through those statuses that you are certain would be dropping things that would like induce your virtues rather than while away your time same as on whatsapp there are groups and there are communities that would share things that will enable your faith than spending time with maybe betty bingo groups um soccer um gambling groups and all of that so that's just it like you would watch what you are doing or what you are using in tech itself not that you are going to stay completely away from tech Mm, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I really like the fact that you went deep, you know, and gave examples. How would you advise uh, Muslims to deal with um, technology during this holy month of Ramadan, Hashim? What are your thoughts around this? Yeah, okay. Uh, so, Barakala Fikun, um, the honest sister, she's um, touched a lot of um, things that I would have loved to touch, but even before Ramadan, so that's what me, I try to um, make people understand, even before Ramadan, whatever is um, you regard as a sin, in the month of Ramadan was definitely a sin before the month of Ramadan. So instead of using that particular month to curate the content that you consume and all that, you should do that even before Ramadan. So you understand that, yes, I am on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on um, every other platform that is um, cross-messaging, instant messaging and all that. 
yet I have to understand that this is what I'm supposed to, these are my do's and don'ts as a Muslim over here. Yeah, yeah. For example, on Twitter, it's very valid that you see people trying to um, instigate chaos, violence, violence as they call it and all that. So what you should do as a Muslim at that point is to try to regulate the kind of people you interact with when it comes to things like that. Portray yourself as a respectable person, you know, on whatever platform that you choose to be. So um, regardless, to monitor yourself, to track your daily earnings, daily gains, um, you, know, you know, as regards your daily ASCAR or your daily Quran recitation or your the, the particular application, Muslim Pro, I'm sure that a lot of Muslims know it. It, it gives you even the exact timing for Salat, that is the time for Salat. Now there's, there is a space that you set it up and then it gives you, after your Salat, instantly it starts reciting the ASCAR for you. So you too can follow up with that and then you start giving you, you can set it up. I want to be reading three pages of the Quran or four pages of the Quran. You set it like that. It gives you a constant reminder. So because of the nature of my own job, I know that, you know, I, I use mostly the Google Calendar a lot of times. Um, and I've connected that, you know, to my email account. And so it gives me uh, notifications on what's happening or what I need to do at what particular time. So when that's, when this pops up and says, okay, tell me you have a radio program at this point, you have this one at this point, you have a physical lecture to go and deliver at this point, or you have, you know, an, an office email to reply to at this, at this time. So that gives me much more better time to manage my... So I know that for this particular time, I'm, I'm, it's easy for me to now say, okay, maybe I want to recite Quran for these three hours because I've seen that in my schedule that three hours is free for me to to use so I said okay let me now go to recite the Quran in these three hours or these four hours as it may be so this helps us you yes you don't just shut the door on tech totally what you should um, learn to do is manage it that is even before Ramadan manage the way you use it you know you can you know all these um, applications that we use what WhatsApp all the there's a way you can actually switch them off you know, techniques. So just do that uh, so that you are able to manage your time judiciously. Now, as she's mentioned, there are so also some other individualized channels, you know, on Facebook that you see people going um, live for the sales sessions. You know, you have people that, scholars, those are, that we call our Four-bony scholars in Nigeria today, people like Professor Abdul Majid Alaro, uh, people like Sheikh Shah of Badibo, and all that. That you see that during the month of Ramadan, their pages on Facebook, Sudan Wabushoro, Sunnah Academy, and all that, they are giving us soul-inspiring, soul-uplifting themselves on a daily basis. So instead of saying that you want to go to Facebook and go and while away your time, why don't you just you know key into one of those? Um, uh, um, pages on Facebook. You know, on Twitter, we have the Azkar Sabite space that has always been going on even before um, Ramadan. And then that particular time in Ramadan, we have various spaces, spaces that, is, that people read the Quran on. Afterwards, you have the space, the still spaces, you have question and answer space. We even have what I say, space, you know, in the night that people cling to before they go to sleep. So these are things you can do validly, uh, you know, on these tech um, platforms. Um, also, for those of us that are into remote working or hybrid workspace, there are also ways we can manage, you know, our ibadat during this particular uh, particular time. You can use your your tools that you use to manage your time judicially, like Calendly, to manage how how you interact, you know, with your timing at that particular point. So all these 
are what we can use tech to do. In fact, if we follow through the, the way Muslim Pro has been able to dissect each act of our Ibadat during Ramadan, it gives you a, a perfect way. So far, you are following it through judiciously. Gives you a perfect, perfect way to amass all the rewards yeah, that, that you are doing, doing Ramadan. It even gives you notification on giving charity. So you know that at a particular time, okay, let me find something to give out as charity. If you connect your um, your your account, you know, to those those spaces that need the charity, and then maybe you set up a withdrawal. Um, um, uh, this is uh, okay. At this particular day, maybe on the 14th day of Ramadan, please pay this particular account twenty thousand, thirty thousand. So you have even doing charity without necessarily having to return into doing it yourself when you have already automated the process. So those are things we can use tech to do, but we should be wary of what we consume, the kind of content we consume, even before um, Ramadan as Muslims. Hmm, thank you very much for the deep dive too. So I also believe that most of the things that come our way you know, when we use social media or any other tool that functions with AI technologies, it's usually what you ask for the most or what you spend some more time on. You know, it just keeps feeding you a lot more of that with different perspectives, different angles to look at the same thing. So I I, I agree with um, you, Hashim, and um, Faida. I would want you to share, will I call it your most memorable Ramadan moment or moments ever like anyone up until now like the most memorable and Faida and then Hashim my, my most memorable Ramadan moment I think it will be the joint iftars because you know it's it's more like families coming together or individuals coming together or friends coming together to you make duha you read Quran you recite Quran together and then you break your fast so it will be the iftars for me sometimes it will even be like a gathering of people that have not seen in like the old year or a family members I have not seen in the old year or friends I have not seen in the old year. So for me, my most memorable Ramadan moment ever, like all my life, is usually the um, special iftar times. And, you know, it's under mode to like give charity to because when the Prophet has told us that when you are fasting and you feed another fasting Muslim, you get the rewards without removing any part of their own reward. So it's either I'm happy like hosting an iftar or I'm happy be, being the reason another person is benefiting from the rewards of feeding a fasting Muslim. So it's going to be the joint iftar for me. Mm. And Hashim? Yeah, okay. So for me, I am always looking through accepted prayers in the month of Ramadan. So whenever um, there's a closer time to come to Ramadan, like uh, I always have a list of prayers or a list of people that I want to pray for. So whenever any of those prayers get answered, especially maybe maybe I just say the prayer today and then in the afternoon or the night, I'm getting you know positive response about those prayers. It lifts me up um, totally. That Those are always my best moments in Ramadan. That, yeah, I just sought Allah for this and it's already happening. So um, the other way around is when you get to hear people's experiences, especially when it comes to Ramadan. And they tell you, I didn't used to pray before, but, you know, during Ramadan I kept praying. And now I think I enjoy the prayers. I think I enjoy 
going to the masjid. I think I enjoy doing all this because apart from just fasting, Ramadan is supposed to, you know, recalibrate us as Muslims, reset us totally. So if we are able to see people achieving that form of um, of um, rejuvenation around Islam at that moment, it, it keeps me, you know, happy. So I'm always waiting to see another Ramadan because I know that I'm still going to get a lot of good experiences and good people telling me what Ramadan has done, you know, to them to change their lives for the better. Hmm. Okay, so now let's take about a minute or two because I know you shared a lot of thoughts around like the apps, the channels and sites or handles people can go to. I want you to maybe like collect your thoughts and in about one minute or two, just name, give a list of like the handles, blogs, you know, channels that we've spoken about in just one breath so that like anyone listening can just pay attention to this particular part where we're saying this is where you can go to blogs, channels, handles, apps, anything that actually helps them um, through this period. Hashim and then Faida. Yeah, okay, so we have on Twitter, we have Andus, um, like the Askar Soba. We have Andus of personalities like Imam Idris and other, some other people on Twitter there. And, you know, on Facebook, we also have personal Andus that I mentioned. We have Daily Reminders, Daily Hadith. It's a page on Facebook. Daily Reminders is a page, you know, on Facebook. Daily Quran Edit is a page on Facebook too. On YouTube, we have Professor Abrozak of Majid Alaru's YouTube channel for Tefsirs. Uh, so we also have the Muslim Pro app, as I mentioned. Almost every Muslim does that. We we are uses that to tell the perfect timing for salat and the perfect timing for your askar and recitation of the Quran. We also have the Quran um, Reminder. It's another app on. It, I know it's available on Android. I'm not sure if it's available on App Store now. I also know we also have the Quran Tafsir application itself too that recites the Quran and then gives you the Tafsir, you know, on it. Uh, this is most essentially for people that might not necessarily have the time to go straight to any Tafsir session to sit down or might not want to um, distract themselves at workspace with looking at videos of people, watching live videos of people giving Tafsir. So you can just listen. Um, so it's more like... Um, like uh, a, a recorded session of the series and you can listen um, to that so those are basically the apps that i can recommend at this moment especially for ramadan mm, thank you very much and faida how about you i'll begin with podcasts like podcasts like the convert central podcasts like the first that's f1rsts soul food fm muslim central the digital sisterhood column podcast then i'll move to um telegram there's Sister Sako, there's Dr. Abdulatif's lectures. So, and uh, then Instagram, I would say um, reflect to repent at reflect to repent at faith over fitness at stormy yet calm at culture Islamic arts and maybe other kitchen diary, um, alal kitchen diaries on Instagram. Then on YouTube, I'll say I recommend Faji Breeze, I recommend Yakin Institute, I recommend Jana Institute too. So thank you. Mm, beautiful. Now, this period is really strategic and it's really important, say for Nigerians, uh, as an example, and maybe a lot of Africans, because the Christians just finished their fast and the Muslims will be finishing their fast in a few days. About the same time, the Christians and the Muslims, uh, and it's usually the most important period, you know, of, you know, any you know, follower of both religions. How do we keep the benefits, right? And 
you know the edification we get during this period post ramadan post the holy month and how do we maintain or translate you know the benefits we've gotten now to ensure that you know it keeps us through till the end of the year up until we come to another you know period of the holy month faida and hashim so it's believed that whatever it is they're able to do consistently for 29 to 30 days then as we come and abid that's the belief so which means that whatever it is they have been able to do away with that Allah has commanded that we should not do and whatever it is they have been able to inculcate within these 30 days to maximize the rewards she should keep up doing them because at the end of the day what Allah loves the most is consistency no matter how little what you are doing is as long as you're consistently doing it you earn his mercy and uh, lots of bounties so um, the only only way to make Ramadan be like significant is when you are able to continuously do those good deeds that you have picked, even if it's just one, consistently like till the next Ramadan, when you're picking a new habit that you're going to continuously do and leaving those habits that you have dro- dropped during this month forever. Like that's 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 basically what it is. So it is just as Barashim has emphasized upon, Ramadan is to rejuvenate us, to keep us steadfast and um, and like elevate our Iman. So if afterwards you are now going back to whatever it is that you have dropped or you are no more picking up whatever it is that you have picked, then there is really no no significance attached to it for you. That's how it seems. So like it's more be like it will be more like you have wasted your time just doing this and that or not doing this and that so if you are able to continuously do the good deeds and drop the bads that you have dropped then you earn Allah's mercy and lots of bounties too mm, thank you hashim how should we encourage ourselves to keep the benefits you know post the holy month of ramadan period yeah so um i'm always of the opinion that when it comes to ramadan document your successes document your answered prayers, documents what you've been able to achieve. Say, for example, you're able to read the Quran, the complete Quran in 10 days. You know, document it, put it down in writing, you know, and then put that in reminder that if I'm able to achieve this within 10, it means that even on normal days, that Ramadan is not here, I should be able to do this. Use that as motivation that after Ramadan, I have to still try to do this. Or maybe during the last the 10, last 10 days, <laughs> You're able to, you know, wake up for tahajud, wake up in the midnight to pray and all that. Document that. And so that makes it easier for you to see if I was able to do this, then definitely have the capabilities to and the capacity to do it. Why would I not try that again another day different from Ramadan? As Sister Faida mentioned that if you are able to stay away from a particular sin throughout 30 days, then definitely it means that you can stay away from it forever. Why don't you just stay away from it? So it's saddening that people are really waiting up on oh, let's Ramadan just finish. I'll come and do this, I'll come and do that. It's like you did not pass through that spiritual um, upliftment in its totality. If afterwards you are still going back to some sins that you had committed before Ramadan. So the prophet mentioned to us that anybody that wants to see that his Ramadan is accepted, 
is that person that was able to document the kind of sins he was committing before entering the particular Ramadan. And then afterwards, he realized that maybe about two or three of those sins he was committing, he had dropped them, you know, subconsciously. And he has, started, he has stopped doing them totally after the month of, um, of Ramadan. So that's how we can be able to achieve um, the full rewards of Ramadan after um, Ramadan. And as I've been mentioning, that whatever is wrong to do in Ramadan remains wrong to do, you know, even after Ramadan. So we should not just use Ramadan as a month of, um, yeah, of, of protecting ourselves from sins. We should do that through the whole month. Also, whatever prayers that we are doing, we should include our country in the prayers. We should include, um, you know, troubled places, troubled spaces all over the world in our prayers. We should include our economy or whatever we are doing. We should pray about the whole thing so that even after Ramadan, we invite the culture of praying, you know, for our country too, of ourselves too, of our leaders too, of our people around us too. So we don't just um, think that it's only Ramadan that gives us that anyway. You can do that anytime and any day. So the peacefulness, the tranquility that we are, that has come, become accustomed to Ramadan or uh, fasting, we can still, you know, um, um, imbibe that after Ramadan. It's not a must that we go back to Baulis and Basbos after Ramadan. We can still imbibe same tranquility, same embrace, the mutual respect for each other, you know, same uh, way we interact, you know, um, responsibly on our social media handles or whatever platforms that we are on same way we can still do that post-Ramadan so that we keep um, fostering the peace that we are seeing right now. We keep fostering um, the brotherhood and the friendship and the communal communal blessings and that we spread amongst ourselves even after the month of Ramadan. Thank you very, very much to you, Hashim. Thank you very much also, Faida, for sharing these thoughts with us. And I really appreciate it. And I hope that we would keep the gains, you know, of this period, past this period, and even carry it into the next one where we would pick up much more gains. Thank you very much to Hashim Ibrahim Bolaji, the head, ICT and Media Communications, Nigeria Sugar Institute, Ilori, Nigeria. Thank you for sharing your thoughts today. And also thank you yeah, to... Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. And thank you to Faida Ayobami, she's the she's a media enthusiast and a publicist. Thank you very much, Faida. It's a pleasure having me. Thank you. So as we get into the final days of the holy month of Ramadan, we pray and hope that the gains we've had from day one up until these final days, that we don't lose them or they do not become ineffective just before we end. And we pray that these gains also and these you know benefits would keep them past this period and ensure that through you know our the gains and the benefits we've gotten from this period we can actually convert you know more people to become like us good people thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com